0: Welcome back to
1: Influencer Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into one of the most impactful and cost-effective ways to drive growth, influencer outreach. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that covers how you can best target, reach, create, and market influencer-related content. Joining us for Influencer Week is Dmitry Dragliev, who's the founder of JustReachOut.io. Just Reach Out is a SaaS tool used by more than 4,000 businesses, including Airbnb, HubSpot, Leadpages, Nickelodeon, and it helps people pitch relevant bloggers, influencers, and journalists to get exposure through press coverage without the help of a PR firm. Outside of his work on Just Reach Out, Dimitri also runs the PR That Converts coaching program, which has helped over 500 entrepreneurs get publicity, and helps them go from zero to hundreds of thousands of visitors per month within a few months. Dimitri has a wealth of information related to reaching influencers, doing public relations, and we're really excited to have him as our guest. So far this week, we've already covered how to build your influencer target list, and today we're going to focus our conversation on how to build relationships with influencers. Here's the second installment of Influencer Week with Dmitry Dragliev from Just Reach Out. Dimitri, welcome back to the Martech podcast. Good to be back. Great to have you for Influencer Week. Yesterday, we talked about how to build your target influencer list. And really, it's you have to look at who is already gaining traffic and traction in the area that you're talking about. You have to do your homework, look at SEO, look at influencers on social networks, things along those lines. And then really, we said that doing some email marketing arbitrage, trying to find people's email addresses, is really the dynamic that's best suited to do influencer outreach. So once you have your contact list built, let's talk about how to get in touch with influencers in a way that makes them want to work with you. What's the rule of thumb for doing your influencer outreach and getting them to create valuable content for you? Well,
2: usually finding who the influencers are by finding common ground is the first step. So I go and usually I use Google for most of my search and and my tool just reach out. Together, the tools just give me all the info I need. But... If I'm looking for people who are writing about PR and I need to promote my tool to them and I build a relationship with them ahead of time, obviously, I'm looking at anybody out there like who is writing about hacking PR or supplementary terms like how are they doing content marketing that's on the shoestring and how are they growing their blogs to thousands and thousands of readers. So I'm looking and finding people like Groove HQ, the guys who built their blog to 5 million ARR companies based on their blog. And then they use that blog to sell their software. Looking at all these people, looking at who's covering my topics, making a list, and then right next to it, putting together the weak points that I find in each and every article or whatever piece of content they're creating and using that to strike up that conversation and develop it further to show value to them.
1: So walk me through that in a little bit more detail. You basically said you're looking at the content that they've created and trying to find where there is a gap. How do you figure out how to have a conversation with a journalist, with an influencer, say that you understand what type of content that they're creating, but also point out that they are missing something without being dismissive?
2: So a lot of times I find faults and correct them for people. So it could be as small as spelling mistakes or lack of data or examples of what they're talking about, because it's a common practice to write stuff from experience and not really point out a lot of examples or data points to support what you're saying. So I usually go back and I say, I see that you've written this, but it's lacking these two, three examples, which I found for you. So I usually promote whatever they write. So I usually give them value up front. I go and I run some Facebook ads. Or if I don't want to do that, I'll go and answer a Quora question in a very popular form and then reference their writing in there and say, hey, you've done a great job. Really love this. And here are two more examples to illustrate the points that this person has said. So. To this person, it's almost like, oh my gosh, you don't even know me and you're already promoting my writing and you're adding examples of what I'm already talking about. Thank you so much. And my usual message to that person is, hey, I just did this. Did I do it justice? Are these examples correct? So I over deliver the value to that person. And I keep doing that until that person asks me what do you do? Like, why are you doing this?
1: <laughs> that seems like a risky strategy to me. And I understand that you want to present value to somebody because they have a voice and an audience that you want access to. But there's a journalist, let's use an example somebody that's writing for TechCrunch that's covering PR technologies. And if you start promoting their work and delivering supplemental work and you're doing that, you're taking on a lot of activity. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. with no guarantee that they are actually going to engage in a relationship. So talk me through that turning point. Are you really just writing three, four supplemental articles for someone and promoting them and then hoping that they, in turn, become interested in you? A lot of
2: times, I don't even write articles. I promote them on like Quora or Twitter and just have a thoughtful value added type of response in there. So I wouldn't just say, hey, great article, love it. I dig deep into it and find that the article actually lacks some examples or the article needs some kind of update. So I would add that on in my promotion of that article. So it naturally gives something to that person that's valuable, not just a, hey, thanks, this is great. And naturally, I'm almost envisioning that conversation unfolding when I'm sitting face to face with that person. If I was going to come up and say, I really love your writing at TechCrunch, it's very thought-provoking, it's really done a lot for me, the person nods and says, yes, this is great. And that's it. The conversation is over, that person looks at their phone, and then it goes off. But if I say, hey, I took your article, I promoted it, and I got these two examples I was going to add in there. Are they the right ones? And then we're talking about specific content in the article and that I actually care about. So I use it as a conversation starter. I don't try and promote their writing just for the sake of promotion. I'm just trying to strike up that conversation. And I'm trying multiple different ways. With TechCrunch, my typical example was there was a Hue light bulbs thing, right? This guy was writing about Hue light bulbs a long time. So I did all this research and I found somebody who hacked the API this was before it was pal possible. I sent them a little video clip of what this guy was doing. This guy who was writing about it, thanks for sending this along. This is great. I've been writing about this, but I haven't seen this kind of stuff. And there was nothing that I published or done, but that struck up a conversation because I gave something valuable to that person and he thought it was really neat. That's what I'm trying to do usually.
1: Yeah, I get it. And I frame this question as how do you build relationships with influencers Building the relationship and then turning it into one where you have an agreement to build marketing content seems to be the biggest question that I have. Sure, you can provide value to a journalist, to an influencer. You can show them that you are paying attention and engaging with their content. I'm sure that's flattering. And I'm sure it's a great way to actually have a relationship. How do you turn those relationships into something that has value for your business?
2: So that's the next part. A lot of times I try and wait for them to ask, hey, what do you do? I'd love to see, like promote you or something like that. But usually at some point I end up finding a way to, for this to actually make sense for me to promote myself in this conversation.
1: It's the soft sell.
2: It's usually the soft sell. So I try and see... Where is this person is writing for? And who are the audience who are reading what this person is putting out? Whose audience is following him or her? So then I try and figure out the type of content that this person is generating for these types of people, how my work can be embedded into this content. So if I see again gaps in content that they're putting out that I can fill in, I email them and say, hey, what is the next piece of content you're writing that what are the topics you're going to be covering in the next month or two? Or when I see that they've covered 2018 predictions for hacking PR, when it's around this time in October, are you going to be writing 2019, right? So I try and find specific signals in the person's content schedule in the past and the present that signal to me, hey, this person has actually written something that he might write about again. And when he writes about it again, I should be in that article. And I've given them enough value that they can't just simply discount when I email them and ask them about it. A good source is using Harrow or similar products we index a lot of these newsletters. So we have the queries where journalists say, I need a source for X. I just got an opportunity to be on Buzzfeed just this week because they said Fortune 500 CMOs share stories of marketing on a shoestring. And I responded, I'm not a Fortune 500 CMO, but I have a lot of stories about marketing on a shoestring and it was perfect. So I kind of coupled that together with my relationships.
1: Talk to me more about the technology that you use to build these relationships.
2: So any kind of email, I use Mixmax, which is really good to track your email analytics to see how many times they open, which device, where they're at when they open it. So that tells me that my email is making sense. And then in terms of the actual relationship, I usually have CRMs HubSpot and Pipedrive are the ones I use. HubSpot is the free one. That's why I started using that. But I used Pipedrive for years and years and years to manage the relationship and the stages that they're in. I have different buckets for different relationships. And a lot of times, in terms of like finding emails and stuff, I use my own Just Reach Out where we find everybody's emails and allows me to email them and not even worry about the email delivery. But if you didn't have that, I'd use Clearbit probably. And if you can't afford that, I don't know, we use like Intercell or something to find emails. Mm -hmm. So some kind of like Mixmax or some type of uh, email analytics coupled with email finding like Clearbit and coupled with a CRM to manage the different buckets people are in, like hot, cold, whatever it is, like warm, which stage they're in. And then Mixmax has a reminder feature, which I do a lot. I snooze the emails. There's thousands of these, Boomerang, and tons of these have that. I like to use that feature in relationship building. My CRM is usually a good place to check. I used to do Google Sheets, and it's just not practical to do that.
1: I think that, hey, it's great to hear because a lot of the tools that you mentioned are tools that I use on a regular basis, using a tool to get the contact information to build the relationships. We talked a lot about that yesterday. Being able to do your outreach in a scalable, automated fashion, which to me, MixMax is a great tool for that, where you're coming up with an email template and sending it and pumping in some variables that might be relevant to who you're reaching out to. And it also reminds you to get in touch with people. And then having your CRM to monitor and track your relationships. I use PipeDrive as well for my influencer outreach. So I think that's a great place to wrap up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Dmitry Dragliev from Just Reach Out for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Dmitry's tips to build a great influencer marketing strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we'll be discussing how to create great influencer content. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Dmitry and his business, go to justreachout.io or click on the link in our show notes to his bio. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, I just want to say thank you for being a member of our community. If you have questions, comments, concerns, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, feel free to click the contact us link in our show notes or reach out on Twitter or on LinkedIn. My company handle is Ben J. LLC, and my personal handle is Ben J. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Influencer Week, we've got some great episodes lined up over the next few weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.